0: Whatever is blame for her, that is blame for me. Whatever is disgrace for her, that is disgrace for me. This is Buddhist Books Podcast, episode 157, Tipitaka, part 90, in which we will read the uh, Parajika 2 for nuns, the second of the presumably four biggest, most important rules for nuns, which, if you're a nun, in Buddha's order in 600 BC uh, in pre-sectarian Buddhism, or presumably Theravadan Buddhism today, or you know, whenever, then you can get kicked out if you break these four rules. We covered the first rule last time. Um, if this is your first time seeing me, you may wish to click here and start with the very beginning of the Tipitaka playlist with the rules for monks. Um, if you want to, you can do that. Otherwise, you can go to that same playlist and scroll down to Tipitaka 89 if you want to start with the rules for nuns, also called the Bikuna Vibanga. No, Bikuna Vibanga. That's something else. Um, yeah, you might have noticed there was a bit of a gap in between episode 89 and episode 90, if you've been following Live. Uh, that was because Priyal and I were in Rishikesh. There you can see Rishikesh. It was a lot of fun. It's uh, if you're familiar with the Ganges, the English-speaking world calls it the Ganges, um, or Ganga in, in Hindi. That's the sacred river that runs through India. And there's a lot of references even in Buddhist. Texts, even in later Buddhist texts, for example, Dogen in 13th century Japan often uses the phrase, as many as the sands of the Ganga, as many as the sands of the Ganges, to mean, you know, millions and millions, lots. Buddhas as many as the sands of the Ganges. So, yeah, Rishikesh is located relatively far north Um, on the Ganga, so it's still kind of narrow. It's not super narrow, but it's narrow enough that it's pretty ferocious, especially during monsoon season when it floods. And uh, then further down in Varanasi, uh, it's a little bit wider, and that's the place that's famous for having all the ghats, where uh, people um, leave the ashes of their loved ones in, in the river with the Asti, uh Puja. And um, it's also one of the four main pilgrimage sites for Buddhists. Um, technically, Sarnath, which is just like a 20-minute drive from Varanasi. Uh, depending on where you look, they'll say that Lord Buddha um, began teaching at Sarnath, or they'll say... Um, Varanasi in the deer park. But the, there's a, a stupa, here you can see, uh, a stupa that is built in Sarnath, just outside of Varanasi, which uh, marks the spot, they say, where Lord Buddha began teaching his first disciples. And there's many temples of the various uh, you know, denominations, sects, if you will, of Buddhism, you know Thai, Chinese, Sri Lankan, different kinds of Buddhism. It's all one Buddhism, really. So that leads nicely to our special guest today, which is the goddess Ganga. Notice her name is the same as the name of the river. So, yes, she was a daughter of Brahma and sister of Parvati. And one of the stories about her goes that There was a king named Sagar, who was an ancestor of King Ram or Rama, you may have heard of, and uh, he had 60,000 sons, it happens. And uh, so he was performing a particular ritual to bless the sons. This is the abridged version of the story. You can find a more thorough version out there in the interwebs. But anyway, uh, the the ritual he was performing for his 60,000 sons involved this particular horse. And Indra, the king of the gods, he's called sometimes. But he's not like the leader. Yeah, he's not the top god, but he's the king of the gods or king of certain gods. Comment below. Anyway. Um, he got jealous seeing seeing this ritual happening for the 60,000 sons of King Sagar, and so he stole the horse, and he hid it. He tied it near the sage Kapil, and so uh, they were all searching for the horse, and they found the horse tied up next to the sage Kapil. So the 60,000 sons became angry, and they all started yelling at the sage Kapil. And the sage Kapil, being disturbed from his meditation, became angry and burned them all to ashes. Um, So it's good to know that my dad wasn't the only one who uh, became enraged if somebody interrupted him during meditation. But anyway, um, so yeah, the descendants of the 6,000 sons. First, the the king, Sagar, begged for forgiveness from the sage. And the sage finally cooled off, you know, and forgave the 60,000 sons that he had already burned to ashes and said that, that uh, the, the king, Sagar, should ask for Sagar, not cigar, not now. But anyway, he, that he should ask the gods to send Ganga, who is the goddess of purification and forgiveness, uh, that she should come to earth in order to bless and forgive the ashes, presumably now, of the 60,000 sons. So later, the descendants of these 60,000 sons pleaded to Brahma, father of Ganga, to send the great goddess Ganga down to Earth so that she could bless these ashes. So Brahma finally agreed. Uh, Brahma is one of the three main gods in Hinduism, if you're not familiar, Brahma, Vishnu, and uh, Shiva and so uh parvati was the sister of ganga and she was married to shiva but anyway uh so brahma finally agreed and told ganga ganges the goddess this goddess see you can see she's riding on a makara which is like a crocodile Uh, makara is the the vedic astrology version of capricorn there's a constellation makara and uh Makara is a guardian of gateways and thresholds. And so anyway, so she gets this command from her father to go to the earth. And she's not happy about it because it's sort of like, you know, if you live in the fancy part of town and you're being told to go live in the slum, right? And so she decides that with that with this force of coming down from the heavens, she's just going to destroy the earth. She's just really upset. And uh, so Brahma sees that this is happening and he asks Shiva to go stop her from destroying the earth. So Shiva goes down and he catches Ganga in the locks of his hair and allows the the goddess to come out in the form of seven streams of water. And those seven streams uh, apparently come together and that's the origin of the river Ganga. That's where the river Ganga comes from, according to the ancient uh, stories of Hinduism. And so uh, here she is. This is some water from, from the river Ganga right here. And here we have the, uh, it's not called a trident, it's something else that starts with a T. But anyway, this represents Shiva. I had, uh, had picked this up, and then I just had this compulsion to go find a little statue of of the goddess Ganga. Um, so that she could join the others on my India shrine over yonder. It's not exactly a Hinduism shrine, because in addition to many of the main Hindu gods, there's also uh, Tirthankars of Jainism, there's Guru Nanak, founder of Sikhism, and uh, Lord Buddha, and uh, a figure commemorating the the native people of Andaman and Nicobar Islands, and so it's, it's an India shrine. But anyhow, how are you? How is everybody? Should I get to the reading? Is that what you came for? All right, I'll do that. Sometimes I talk, sorry. All right. <clears throat> Defeat, Parajika 2. At that time, the enlightened one, the Lord was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatapindika's monastery. Now at that time the nun Sundarinanda became pregnant by Salha, Migara's grandson. I think we should have figures representing these people. Here's uh, Sundarinanda, the, uh, the naughty nun and will say that this is Salha, Migara's grandson. About to become parents, that's fun. Until the embryo quickened, she concealed it. When the embryo was matured, having left the order, she gave birth. Nuns spoke thus to the nun, Tulananda, quote, Lady Sundarinanda, not long after leaving the order, gave birth. We wonder if she was pregnant when she was a nun, and quote. quote "Yes, ladies End quote. quote But how is it that you, lady, knowing that a nun had fallen into a matter involving defeat, neither reproved her yourself? nor spoke to a group. Quote, Whatever is blame for her, that is blame for me. Whatever is disgrace for her, that is disgrace for me. Whatever is dishonor for her, that is dishonor for me. Whatever is loss for her, that is loss for me. How can I, ladies, speak to others of my own blame, my own disgrace, my own dishonor, my own loss? End quote. Those who were modest nuns looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, "'How can the lady Tulananda, "'knowing that a nun had fallen into a matter involving defeat, "'neither reprove herself nor speak to a group?' "'Then these nuns told this matter to the monks. "'The monks told this matter to the Lord.'" Then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having had the order of monks convened,
1: having given
0: reasoned talk, questioned the monks, saying, quote, Is it true, as is said monks, that the nun Tuananda, knowing that the nun three dots, neither reproved her herself, nor spoke to a group? Quote, It is true, Lord. and quote. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, Quote, How, monks, can the nun Tulananda, knowing that a nun, three dots, neither reprove her herself nor speak to a group? It is not, monks, for pleasing those who are not, parentheses, yet, and parentheses, pleased, three dots. And thus, monks, let the nuns set forth this rule of training. Quote, whatever, he was already talking. Oh, oh, right. Okay, because it's a new paragraph, but it's in the same quote. So anyway, whatever nun, knowing that a nun has fallen into a matter involving defeat, should neither reprove her nor speak to a group but when she may be remaining or deceased or expelled or withdrawn, should afterwards speak thus, quote quotes, Ladies, before I knew this nun, she was a sister like this and like that, end quote And should neither herself reprove her nor should speak to a group, she also becomes one who is defeated. She is not in communion. She is one who conceals a fault." End quote. All right. That's the second rule for nuns. If I recall correctly, the second rule for monks was don't steal. So this is don't keep your sister nuns secrets when, it's, when the secret would be something that would cause you to be kicked out. Whatever means, she who, three dots, in a couple more episodes, I'll do a flashback to when uh, it, whatever wasn't in Three Dots for the nuns, which was slightly different than the one for the monks. Nun means Three Dots. Same thing. Nun is to be understood in this case. She knows means either she knows by herself or others tell her or she tells, parentheses her, end parentheses Has fallen into a matter involving defeat means... Of the eight offenses involving defeats, I guess there's eight instead of four, Parentheses. she, and parentheses has fallen into a certain offense involving defeats. Should neither herself reprove her means, should neither herself reprimand her. Ah, reprove, Reprove means reprimand. Synonyms. Nor should speak to a group means, nor should speak to other nuns. But when she may be remaining or deceased means remaining means she is called remaining in her own characteristic. Mm. Oh, and that there's there's that, that the original poly for that is tita nama salinge tita vukati. Right. Okay. Deceased means she is called one who has passed away. Expelled means she herself comes to be leaving the order, or she is expelled by others. wasn't becoming a nun permanent. Withdrawn means she is called one who has gone over to the fold of a sect, which uh, is referring to one who formerly a member of another sect has gone back to it. Okay, all right. Cool. So someone's a, a follower of Mahavir and they're like, you know what, I prefer the Buddha, and they become a nun in the Buddha's order, and then they leave and say, you know what, actually I think I'll go back to Mahavir's order, right? Or anyone else, Avika or whatever other order, I think there were 60 some odd orders in the area at the time. Should afterwards speak thus, Quote, then quotes, ladies, before I knew this nun, she was a sister like this and like that, and quote, then quotes, and should neither herself reprove her, means should neither herself reprimand her, nor speak to a group, means nor should speak to other nuns. Hmm, I wonder if that made sense in the original Polly. She also means she is so-called in reference to the former. Okay. Becomes one who is defeated means, as a withered leaf freed from the stalk cannot become green again. So a nun, knowing that a nun has fallen into a matter involving defeat, parentheses and, and parentheses thinking, Quote within quotes, I will neither myself reprove her nor speak to a group end quote within quotes, in throwing off the responsibility becomes one who is not a recluse, not a daughter of the Sakyans. Therefore she is called, she becomes one who is defeated, in italics. So that's interesting. In the previous one it was a man whose head has been cut off that you can't like sew the head back on and have him be alive again now it's a leaf okay a little less gory is not in communion means communion three dots is therefore called not in communion we'll revisit that one later i'll find that clip and splice it in because i've already forgotten what goes in there there is no offense if she does not speak thinking, quote within quotes. There will come to be quarrel or dispute or strife or contention for the order, end quote quotes, There's your loophole, any female time travelers looking to join Buddha's order in sixth century BC. If she does not speak thinking, quote quotes, there will come to be a schism in the order, or dissension in the order, end quote quotes. There's loophole number two. If she does not speak thinking, quote-unquote, this one, harsh, rough, will bring danger to life, or danger to the Brahma life, end quote quotes Psycho nun, okay. If she does not speak, not seeing other suitable nuns, if she does not speak, parentheses, though, end parentheses, not desiring to conceal... If she does not speak, thinking, quote, then quotes, it will be evident from her own action, And quote, then quotes, if she is mad, if she is the first wrongdoer. Told is the second offense involving defeat. Apparently, out of eight, there will be eight parajika for the nuns. Wow, well, cheers. Alright. I'll let you know next time if I have any thoughts about that. I I don't just yet. It's just interesting in general that the rules are completely different, having arisen from circumstances that came up, according to the story anyway. Special thanks to our special guests, Ganga, as well as Makara, the crocodile she sits on, and uh, the, the nun in question, and her uh, boyfriend, whose names I have forgotten at the moment, and of course, Lord Buddha, appearing today in blue. But that is Lord Buddha. You can tell by the bowl in his hand, see? I woke up this morning and learned that a dear friend of mine passed away. I'm not sure why. Or how it happened he, he was 42 um, but if you're interested I recorded my last conversation with him he also was inclined toward Buddhism in particular uh, Dzogchen Vajrayana Buddhism you can listen to our conversation right there and uh, yeah I'll dedicate this one here to Augustine and uh, I look forward to seeing you next time. And I will go ahead and close with the usual prayer that my father taught me, which we would perform at the end of our Nyingma meditations as I was growing up. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Amen. Until next time.